Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. In the past, I've done interviews with many of the artists that you hear here on the show. I even did an interview not long ago with an early pioneer of Jesus music, the late Billy Ray Hearn, the founder of Myrrh and Sparrow Records. But on this episode, something just a little different. It's the two old DJs. That's right, because recently I sat down with the legendary Larry Black. He shares my own background in Christian radio. Now, as you may know, Back in the early 70s, there was only a handful of radio stations that were playing Jesus music. My Jesus Solid Rock radio show was one of them, along with A Joyful Noise with Paul Baker, Powerline with John Rivers, Dale Yancey and The Rock That Never Rose, and The Scott Ross Show, which would later become The Larry Black Show. Born November 10, 1943, Larry Black grew up in Mobile, Alabama, in the home of an Assemblies of God pastor. He gave his life to Christ when he was eight years old at a service at his father's church. Now, in his teenage years, unbeknownst to his father, he started listening to this new rock and roll music on the radio. And when he would listen to the DJs, Larry just knew it was something he would enjoy doing. So right out of high school, he actually started working in radio a country station in the next town of Pritchard, Alabama. Larry was willing to even work free in order to get the experience. Three months later, he sent in an audition tape to a station in Florida and was hired. And he did so well there, he was able to move back to Mobile and worked at WABB 1480 AM, then the number one rock station in the city. Now, he went on to work at numerous radio stations through the 60s, and then in 1969, his path would take a different direction. Let's let Larry tell us more about what happened during this period of his life. This is Full Circle. I always worked with young people in church, and when we were in Charlotte, I was with Youth for Christ. I had a Youth for Christ uh, club at one of the schools there with my wife. And uh, uh, Dave Boyer came to town, and Dave did a a graduation party for us. And Dave liked me. He liked the um, show that I was doing on the radio station, so he took a tape of mine and sent it to CBN. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, By then, we were in Hartford, Connecticut at WPOP, and I had a call one night from Pat Robertson, and he said, we're putting together a staff for... Uh, Ithaca, New York for WEIV and there were five radio stations in upstate New York and we'd like for you to go up there and and be part of our staff and I said well probably not 
I was making quite a bit of money working at, in rock and roll and I had a, been offered a job at an ad agency on, on Madison Avenue and was going to take that. And Pat kept calling and just saying, well, if that doesn't work out, would you come to work for us? I said, well, yeah, if it doesn't work out, I'll certainly consider it. And uh, heard from the people in, uh, in Madison Avenue and they wanted to put it off by three months. Pat called and I said, okay, well, they've, they've decided to put it off for three months. He said, good, when can you start? <laughs> I said, eh, two weeks. And uh, so two weeks later, we're in our little Volkswagen heading for uh, Ithaca, New York from Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, the interesting thing is you will understand this, Jerry, uh, in, in rock and roll. Now, this was back years ago, this uh, 70, early 70s. I was taking home $300 a week. Uh, and, and Luann was working. We had no kids. We paid $2,000 for our brand new Volkswagen. I think our rent was $75 a month. And we had no kids. So, I mean, it, you're living in hog heaven. Uh, Pat offered me 150 a week. And I go, okay. I mean, I, I had faith that this is what the Lord wanted us to do. So we packed up and moved to Ithaca, New York. Scott Ross was at the radio station. He was the other rock and roll disc jockey that um, left Rockdom to do the Jesus music thing. And that was the early, early days. There was no Jesus music back then. Noel Stuckey then did his album. Uh, and strangely enough, Gary Busey. Gary Busey was with a group called Carp. And Carp had on their album a song called Him 409. And Scott and I listened to him 409, and we go, what in this world? Well, we did an interview with, uh, with Busey way back then. and said, why him 409? He said, when I used to go to church with my mama, we, we used to sing him 409. And he said, I just, and I wrote the song. And uh, I don't know what you think about Gary, but there is a, um, there's a side of Gary that's very sensitive to the Lord. He's also somewhat crazy. Um, but I, I met him at a, at a movie audition in Memphis. And I said, I walked up to him and I said, uh, you remember the group Carp? And he, he just kind of stared at me, open-eyed, and was, what? And I said, I remember him 409. And he said, good grief. And I said, what's your relationship with the Lord like? And he said, it's good. It's good. There were other people around. We didn't have a chance to, to continue that conversation. But I just, I found it interesting that we were looking every place to find something that said Jesus, that uh, had some sort of, a, of an implication of the Lord in it to be able to play it on the radio station because otherwise you had nothing. And then Barry McGuire came along with, with, the, with his thing. Then there was some folk music. There was the new folk group coming out of the folk music thing. Then it started getting a little more rock and roll. Well, we were able to dig up that extremely rare song written and sung by Gary Busey and the band Carp. With one bit of correction, the song that Larry referred to is not called Hymn 409, but is actually entitled Page 258. Well, it doesn't matter. It's in the book. Looking back to 1969 to a truly vintage recording, check out this country rock flavored track with a gospel message on page 258. Please turn to page 258, then we're gonna turn around and pass the plate. It's gonna lift you up if you can sing it great. You'll see Jesus someday. Said I've been lost for a long time since I've been born. I've been down for so long. 
Got to get down to that river, brother. Got to get down, get down to that river. Got to get down to that river, brother. There I'm gonna find my way. Got to get down to that river, brother. A song I doubt you'll hear anywhere else from Gary Busey and his band Carp. Page 258. On Full Circle, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. This is Jerry Bryant. Things have sure changed a lot since I started my early Jesus solid rock radio show. After 23 years, I put it down, only to restart with this classic oldies effort called Full Circle Jesus Music. A few radio stations around the country were willing to play. And then the internet arrived in full force, and the show can now be heard at the iTunes Store. All 200-plus episodes, as well as at Player FM, DigitalPodcast.fm, Podbay.fm, Roku, an application on the phone called TuneIn Radio, and, of course, at my website, FullCircleJesusMusic.com. That's FullCircleJesusMusic.com. Now, how do I do it after all these years? Well, through your faithful prayers and financial support. And you can even find the donate button at the website for electronic giving and the address for snail mail, if that's what you want to do. I'm doing my best to just keep playing the oldies and keeping you up with the memories through my webpage, the Facebook page, and the email blast, which comes to your email at no cost or obligation. Just let me know where you want to send it, and I will. Thanks. You're listening to two old DJs on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant and I'm really happy to be talking to my old friend, Larry Black. Our radio show sometime would be on the same stations around the country. They'd hear they'd hear a show from Larry, then they'd hear me with Jesus Solid Rock. And Larry, I want to I just wanted to go back a little bit and ask about your uh, beginnings with Scott Ross and the Love End. I mean, that to me, even back when I lived in Illinois, I thought, wouldn't that be great to live in a community not knowing that Keith Green would invite me to Last Days and I would be living there. And I think you inspired it. Wow, that's incredible. When we moved to Ithaca for the Christian Broadcasting Network, uh, Scott was there and Peggy Hardesty called and gave him a barn on the air. And so Scott, being a New York City boy, and Nedra, his wife, being a former Ronette, and, and used to the high life, 
um, went out to this barn full of cow manure, and, and it was, and so they started shoveling all that stuff out, and ultimately put carpet squares down on the floor upstairs in the hayloft, and started just doing little prayer meetings. Well, it was also we were about five miles from Cornell University. It was right in the middle of the drug days. A lot of people were just kind of looking for a love-in type place, uh, not knowing that it was a godly community. But they would come and they would find peace there. And so they would let people stay in the barn. But Danny Taylor and Scott and I were the first elders of that community. And we were doing the radio show, the, the radio station, and I got fired because uh, I was a little bit too lively for back then. It was like you're going, hey, it's 75 degrees outside. Oh, here's Bev Shea. <laughs> it's like, uh, that didn't quite work. So they fired me, but Pat continued to talk to me. And uh, Pat was in Brazil when God spoke to him, and he f- said audibly, and said, you need to do something for the rock and roll radio station. So he called Scott and I uh, down to his place in Virginia Beach uh, over a Thanksgiving. And he said, God told me to fund a radio show. Scott, you're to do the announcing. And Larry, we need you to manage it and add the stations. So I was the, I always look at it from a business perspective too. Pat was death on credit cards, would not have a credit card. And I said, American Express is not really a credit card. It's a charge card, Pat. You have to pay it off every month. So it's a charge card, not a credit card. And uh, I got the first charge card, American Express card, that that CBN ever had. And it came at the day before I was supposed to go on a trip to fly around and start talking to rock and roll radio stations about adding the Scott Ross show. And the reason that radio stations wanted what we were doing is that we played rock and roll songs and Scott then would draw a message from those and then back it up with a contemporary Christian song. With a song written by Phil Kagey, Gonna Keep My Mind Stayed On You, Nedra Ross. Fighting. 
Hi, this is Larry Black, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. We're taking you back to where it all began. Welcome back. As I continue my conversation with veteran Jesus music DJ, Larry Black, from The Larry Black Show. We were discussing the beginnings of the love-in community, in which he was a founding member along with his wife, Luann. In my next segment, Larry shares about how grassroots everything was there and, well, his eventual departure from the community. Everything was just embryonic. It was just happening. And because Scott had a radio show and we had a little community, then you had people floating through there like Second Chapter of Acts. Phil Kagey ultimately moved there and started doing uh, the Phil Kagey band. Uh, Lynn Nichols was there. Uh, th- there was just a whole lot of people who saw this creative community moving in the Lord and doing things. And that's when they had the Jesus Music Festivals. And uh, the, the band called E. Uh, I remember us going to one in Pennsylvania. They sang, Jesus is just all right with me. And it, the screaming guitars, and I'm going, good grief, what's going on here? Uh, I was in, but not in. And I was, it was, I was not a musician, so I didn't sing and play and do all of that. Uh, I just administrated the Scott Ross show and put it on all the radio stations. And uh, Danny Taylor was doing the Danny Taylor band out of there. Um, and I would travel sometimes with them because we were friends. But then I, got, I just got bored. Uh, I have a low threshold of boredom. And um, I decided to leave. Uh, I had done everything I could do. We were on about 225 stations at that point. And uh, a guy by the name of Alan Belknap was now producing the show. And Scott was doing the show. And we had Jackie Brown, the secretary. And there was really nothing for me to do. I'd walk in every day and go, you doing your job? You doing your job? You doing your job? Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> and, it, and I was just bored. So I went back to Hartford, Connecticut, and ultimately wound up in Rochester, which is only about 90 miles from Freeville. So um, Scott and Nedra and Luann and I still remained very, very good friends during that whole time. Uh, I always say if you eat beans together with somebody and that's your own sustenance, then you become real friendly. I mean, there were times when we had no groceries and Scott would buy us groceries. There were times when he had no groceries and we would buy them groceries. There were times when I'd have to go up to Connecticut Hill at midnight and pick him up from the radio station because his car was broke. And likewise, when I couldn't get there, he would take me. So those kind of things just build life. As Larry mentioned, he would often go out on the road with the late Jesus music veteran, Danny Taylor. Here's a track from that debut album called Taylor Made, looking back to 1971 with the kickoff track entitled Talking About Jesus. The album was recorded at the Love In Community, and the lyrics reflect some of the conversations they would have with the college kids who would drop in to check out what was going on there. Talking about Jesus Talking about Him Talking about Jesus Talking about Him Did I hear you say His name? Why'd you make it sound profane? Then you say it's just a phrase It's not the style to say in praise Talking about Jesus Talking about him 
his name When it's meant to sound in vain There's a cure for an evil tongue But who can write the harm it's done Talking about Jesus Talking about him I hear his name from the young and old And understand what they've been told Where's the voice of a peaceful man That I can hear and understand It breaks my heart to hear his name The way they wash it down the drain Just a few will see the shame And most of them still speak the same Talking about Jesus Talking about him 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 Talking about Jesus Full Circle
frontman Greg X. Vols and his first group called the E-Band with a song Towards the Light. They were just one of those early Jesus rock and roll bands that took Larry Black by surprise when he first saw them at the Jesus Music Festival in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the Agape Farm back in 1973. Now, I'll come back to that festival in a moment, but you may recall that the E-Band was the same band that played one evening outside of Quattro's Pizza near a university in southern Illinois. And that night, a backslidden preacher's kid walking by heard the music. And at the end of the concert, he responded to an invitation from Greg, who prayed with him and invited this prodigal to come back home to Jesus. And I'm so glad that I did. Full circle. Full circle. Hi, this is Larry Black, and we're playing the classics on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. 
This is Jerry Bryant, and on this episode of Full Circle entitled, Two Old DJs, <laughs> I'm talking with my old friend Larry Black from the nationally syndicated Larry Black Show. Now, Larry mentioned that he had attended the Jesus Music Festival in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the Agape Farm back in 1973. Well, I was there too. But Larry attended another Jesus Music Festival, and it was the first time that he saw the late Larry Norman in concert. And Larry's performance at that festival had a real impact on him. I remember going to Youth for Christ did something in the in the Tri-Cities area uh, around, I want to say Indianapolis, uh, somewhere. Uh, it was the Tri-State Youth for Christ, and they had they were doing a three-day Jesus Music Festival. They had the John Brown Choir, they had Spurlows there, but then they had the E-Band there, they had Larry Norman there, um, they had just, you know, you talk about an eclectic group of people. And I was there with Bob McKenzie and Danny Taylor and Scott and Larry Norman. It was the first time I'd ever seen Larry perform on stage. And Larry went out on stage, and there was 15,000 people in that arena. He walked out on stage, there was a stool there. He walked out with that long, blonde hair, and he sat on the stool and stared at 15,000 people. Didn't say a word. So there's some, like, tittering going on, and then some applause, and then the applause dies down, and he's still just sitting there, not saying a word. And this goes on for about three or four minutes. And I'm going, all right, something's got to happen. <laughs> I mean, this, I don't know what Larry's doing, but... And all of it when the, went absolutely stone still in that arena. He went, life was filled with guns and war. And he went into that, and I go, oh, how powerful that was. It was just powerful. And um, I Wish We'd All Been Ready was one of those songs that just knocked me out because it was so poignant. And Larry had a way of writing things, the, the, the Moses thing, uh, walking backwards down the stairs. I mean, some of those songs you listen to them, I don't know that, in my opinion, I don't know that uh, anything he did after that rose to that level. Those were just really, he had a great career and uh, uh, was a great entertainer, but I, I just don't, I don't know that any of them hit me as hard as those did. But it was the whole spectrum of the Jesus music thing was there. Uh, it was more than just rock and roll. It was more than just um, folk music. It was more than um, just a guitar, more than second chapter of Acts, uh, more than Barry Maguire. Uh, it had some real depth to it. And there were some precious times. Life was filled with guns and war And everyone got trampled on the floor I wish we'd all been ready Children died, the days grew cold A piece of bread could buy a bag of gold I wish we'd all been ready There's no time to change your mind the sun has come and you've been left behind
A man and wife asleep in bed. She hears a noise and turns her head. He's gone. I wish we'd all been ready. Two men walking up a hill. One disappears, and one's left standing still. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left A song from the late Larry Norman, I Wish We'd All Been Ready, from the album Upon This Rock, which was a favorite of my special guest, Larry Black. Now let me take a moment to thank the faithful listeners and those who partner with me financially for each episode of Full Circle. Because of you, I can fulfill my assignment from the Lord, sharing the music and the memories of the early Jesus movement that totally changed my generation. And I believe it will happen again. There have been times I've considered quitting the show after hundreds of hours of research and production. I've wondered if the show has touched that many listeners. But then I get a letter from someone who has been encouraged, like Kenny Stangle, who wrote, This show has really brought me back to how it was back in the 70s and 80s for Christian music. I can't thank you enough. Keep spreading God's word. 1 John 1 4. Wow, that's an encouragement. And so we continue on in the service of the King. But maybe you'd like to respond too by writing me at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Or you can become a partner one time or on a monthly basis at my website, FullCircleJesusMusic.com. That's FullCircleJesusMusic.com. This is Classic Jesus Music, where it all began. Full Circle. Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. This is Full Circle. And if you're just joining us, Larry Black was, like myself, involved in Christian radio during the early days of the Jesus Movement. 
Back in those days, we called it Jesus music because it was all about Jesus. It wasn't about the marketing, and it wasn't about getting well-known and having the number one album. And I got involved in 1972 because I was influenced and encouraged by folks like Paul Baker from The Joyful Noise and another show called The Rock That Never Rose with Dale Yancey and then The Scott Ross Show which I listened to some, got to meet Brother John, all these influenced, and here, all these years later, I'm still playing Jesus music. I'm finding people who will write and say, you know, I pulled off the road and just wept because I heard a song I remember hearing in high school, it turned my life around, or this is a song where I met my wife. And, And so for many of us, the music has become and it should have been all along. The message, it is the message. And because of the message, lives are changed. Now, Scott Ross carried that banner for a long time. And all of a sudden, one day, there wasn't a Scott Ross show. All of a sudden, I heard this guy, Larry, Larry Black. Who's he? Well, it was I was working at a rock and roll radio station in Rochester, New York. That's when we'd moved there. And we'd, I was an associate pastor of a church. I was also doing mornings at the local rock radio station. And uh, Scott decided to stop doing the Scott Ross show. And uh, the elders at Love In then called and said, would you come do it? And uh, I felt that I was supposed to do the show. They felt that if I was going to do the show, I had to be in Ithaca. I'm not sure how much of that was man and how much of that was God. I went because I felt that I needed to sacrifice I had very good income. I had a recording studio uh, in Rochester that was doing very well. A guy by the name of Bob Wiley was my engineer. And uh, we were making money. I worked at the radio station, and I did the church. So we were doing really well. By then, we had three kids. And uh, they said, you you need to come here. And so I remember standing out in the field at Love Inn and going, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this. And uh, we spent the next seven to ten years almost destitute. And I came to the realization that there's a scripture that says obedience is better than sacrifice. And my heart was such that I said, God, I'm willing to sacrifice. And I didn't hear him say, I'm not asking you to sacrifice. I'm asking you to be obedient. Now that would then have required the guys at Lovin to be obedient also. And yes, the show can be done from Rochester, where there won't be a, a sacrifice in salary. Next 18 months, we moved to Ithaca. We moved to Freeville. I resigned the church thing, uh, left the radio station, uh, closed the studio, and we moved to Ithaca and started doing the, this is Larry Black doing the Scott Ross show. Well, you know, it's at that time, I noticed that Larry Black had a friend. He was kind of a the wildest, craziest guy I'd ever heard of, Gary S. Paxton, and he even started doing jingles and openings for your show. How did you meet him? Uh, it was I did an interview for the Scott Ross show. Uh, flew to Nashville, did the interview with Gary, and the, the, out of the interview, the thing that was uh, stuck in my mind the most, uh, Gary said, "I am an armpit in the body of Christ. Everybody has two armpits. I'm one of them." And I go, "Wow." That's an interesting observation on yourself. But Gary was such a, such a radical, and he's, he's a genius. His, his background of alley-oop, 
of producing the uh, association, of producing bread, of producing uh, a lot of the early rock and roll stuff, uh, and then getting hooked on booze and drugs and so forth, finally coming to the Lord in Nashville, Tennessee. And then he starts writing things like, he was there all the time, and um, a, a whole myriad of songs. Here's a song from Gary's debut album, an album entitled The Astonishing, Outrageous, Amazing, Incredible, Unbelievable, Different World of Gary S. Baxton, which, by the way, is probably one of the longest album titles in Jesus' music history. Here's Gary S. Baxton. I'm a fool for Christ. Whose fool are you? I am a fool for Christ. You tell me who's fool you are I am a fool for Christ Could be your living for your car It might be a ranch or a mansion A factory or a boat A plane or money in the bank Or a long mink coat You tell me who's fool you are I said I'm a fool for Christ Just check out who's fool you are I am a fool for Jesus You figure out who's fool you are
home someday That's the thing you bow and scrape to love you in that precious way I've noticed over the years that CCM has changed. Radio stations now have become satellite. The Larry Black Show was, you know, very well listened to around the country alongside uh, John Rivers and Jesus Solid Rock at the time. Things changed. The industry changed. And one day I noticed uh, that Larry was not on the radio anymore. What happened? I think God was through with his show a year before I was through with it to be perfectly honest. Uh, it was a contribution-based show, and which meant that every month I had to write a letter uh, telling people, the listeners, what we were doing, and also then saying, hey, if you want to help support the show, here's how to do that. It was a, a nonprofit ministry. I felt that at one point that I just can't write another one of those letters. I don't want to beg for money. We had a, we had a group of people that helped support the show. But it, man, it was, I was raising three sons and my wife and I, and we were just barely scraping by. The people that used to have to listen to us uh, to get the Jesus music fix no longer had to listen to us because now there were a lot of good Jesus music, contemporary Christian music radio stations. There were some in Nashville, they're all over, every place that we used to have great listenership. And, and the thrust of the show was always evangelical. It was not to promote Jesus music or contemporary Christian music. It was to promote the Lord. And you know, and I know, that there are people who trace their roots in the Lord back to those shows. And they, they will tell you quickly, I am a Christian because of you and because of those radio shows. And when that ceased to be the driving force, then I thought, Lord, I don't need to be doing this. And uh, things that I used to do, I used to be able to do uh, commercials for Word Records, for Sparrow, for a lot of places. That, that world dried up for me, just dried up. And for 18 months, I couldn't get arrested. And then it was like a light switch got flipped. And a guy called me and said, would you do a series of radio ads for me for the team that can't be beat, which was car dealers? So I did that. And then he said, would you do the television spots? And uh, that opened up a whole new arena for me. So all of this is happening. You're getting a chance to be in radio and TV doing commercials. And then you meet a guy named Jim Varney. Now tell me about that. I went to WSM, the Grand Ole Opry Station. And uh, they hired me to do a weekend uh, show at, from the park, or Opryland. And I did one weekend there, then they hired me to do vacations, and then they hired me to do mornings, ultimately. And during that time, then, uh, they were casting for a movie, Ernest Goes to Camp. And um, the talent agent called me and said, you know, would you come audition for the part of the camp counselor, the camp owner? So I did that. So I was doing the movie, Ernest Goes to Camp, at the same time I was doing mornings at WSM. 
then that world opened up, the, the, the movie world, uh, the television world. It, it just, it literally was like somebody flipped a light switch. And all of a sudden you go from zip to having an awful lot of opportunities um, that all were very rewarding. And it's kind of fun to look back at those things now. But my radio days, other than the Larry Black show, has mostly been spent in secular radio. I have always enjoyed hanging out with people who don't know the Lord to be an example of somebody that does so that those around us can see what a godly person, how they're supposed to respond. I go to God. They're able to see the Lord in my life and see how a Christian's supposed to respond. Well, I thought it would be a good idea to end the show with a track from one of Larry's old friends from the Lovin' Days. As he mentioned, Bill Keggy and his wife Bernadette moved up to the community, and at times he would go on tour of them. So here's something from one of those tours, Bill Keggy, along with the second chapter of Acts. Yeah.
Hallelujah. Bill Kagi with the second chapter of Acts on Full Circle. And thanks to my special guest, Larry Black. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.